love the fact that uh, that we've been able to have this dialogue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah, you're right. Because well, what do you do in bed with mom? <laughs> because do you do the nasty? Deuces. 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 Yeah. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Humans Are Interesting. My name is Namus, and I'm here as always with my brother, Scientific. What up, what up? We are mobile once again. First, we just want to say thank you for those of you who tuned in last week for episode one. Uh, We really appreciate it. I know I do. And I'm glad you're back for episode two. So uh, today's episode is called My Kids Don't Look Like Me. So we kind of wanted to get a look inside the experiences of someone who's either adopted kids of a different race uh, or they have mixed kids and one of the children looks a little more like one parent than the other. So we thought we'd bring someone on uh, qualified to kind of come and talk and and share some of their stories and some of their experiences um, of this kind of unique situation that they're in. So, yeah, why don't you just go ahead, introduce yourself and you could just jump right into it. Hey guys, uh, my name is Mike Hodson. I'm a pastor at North Coast Church in Vista, California. Um, I guess you could say I'm white or Caucasian. And uh, I have four black kids. And I say the word black because my kids introduce themselves as, hi, we're black. So that's how they refer to them. We, I say black. Yeah, okay. I say black. I say black. It, it's funny because um, as we've interacted with different people, people will hesitate and like, oh, those are... Your kids, and they're not sure if they're supposed to say African American, mm-hmm. black, or what. They hesitate, and uh, so I just call them my kids. You know, and it's uh, one of the interesting things that kind of kicks off this is they've been in our home long enough. They're my kids. They're my family. I I, I know the story. I know the difference. But they're family, and um, never once uh, has anybody just said, "Oh, these are your kids." There's always a little bit of hesitation because we look different. Um, very easy to spot out that we. we we're different, um, but people, people are, are, are the best of intention with the worst of words. You know, I've heard things like, oh, those kids are so lucky to have you. And I'm like, well, we're lucky to have kids. You know, they're a huge mm-hmm. blessing for us. People think that we're these, these great heroic people because we adopted kids out of a sad situation where uh, the truth is, man, we were a sad situation looking for kids after failed infertility and whatnot. So. Mm. We're we're just as much blessed as they have uh, been blessed. Hopefully, you know. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say is one of the strangest uh, responses or experiences you've ever had um, as it pertains to looking different than your your children? My youngest was in kindergarten, and uh, and I would take him after school to uh, park down the street from our house, and. he is a, a smaller guy, even amongst kindergartners, he was a smaller guy. But we'd take him to this park and we, like moms and dads do, we play chase around the park, you know, and so we're running around. And it's uh, myself who, I'm 6'3 and look more like an ex-con than I do a pastor. <laughs> and uh, this, this beautiful little boy running around and he's yelling things at me like, don't touch me, don't get me, don't catch me. And, uh, you know, he's laughing, we're laughing, having a good time. But I'm the only dad on the playground. It's a bunch of uh, soccer moms and their kids. And Darian is the only black kid on the playground. And so slowly as we're playing this game, uh, I notice that moms are grabbing kids and pulling them away from us and getting, you know, off the playground. So I'd say that that's one of the, the, the more memorable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like most of the, the awkward or strange experiences are more subtle and and not direct like just kind of the physical response you see from people who see you or is it more verbal where they're saying just ridiculous things i think most of it's subtle 
Uh, one, because I'm a bigger guy, uh, most most folks aren't going to come up and say anything stupid to me. <laughs> um, where my wife has gotten more things, where uh, she took our kids to a doctor's appointment and they said, oh, this is your son. And uh, oh, wow. she looked at him and said, yep, this is my son. And uh, she she didn't feel the desire nor the want to try to justify anything. You know, why right. should we? Right. You know, we're right. raising exactly. kids. So yeah. she just kind of looked at him like, yep, and kind of stared at the guy for a few seconds. And he goes, oh, well, I'm part Chinese. Like, try, <laughs> trying to like, hey, I'm just like you. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, that has nothing to do. We're just checking in <laughs> for a late. doctor's appointment. Yeah. So um, (laughs) it's I found that people either they find that they're awkward or said something stupid. And so they want to justify it or, hey, we're we're all the same instead of just like, okay yeah, I'm dumb. You know, I'll own that. So they try to dig themselves out and say stupid. Uh huh. A (laughs) hundred percent. That's all. I think the older people get, the, the more trained they are to try to be socially appropriate. Taking kids to elementary school, I get a lot of, hey, that's not your dad. Uh, how are you one color, but your dad's a different color? Kids um, saying this to your kids? Yeah, yeah, little elementary mm-hmm. school kids saying it to, to, to my son and daughter. And I don't think they're mean spirit. It's more just a confusing thing where at least uh, as adults, they have trained themselves to, to try to act normal. They might think the same things, but they try to act a little bit more reserved where I'm sure there's conversations after we leave the restaurant. There's probably conversations after we, um, you know, take off from wherever we're at that people are talking. Um, Has having uh, minority children taught you anything about race or changed your perspective on anything regarding race in America? Huge. I grew up in in the Bay Area of California, and so a lot of my friends, uh, I have very diverse friends, and I'm not talking just ethnically, but I'm also talking uh, socially. Uh, I had wealthy friends, poor friends, you name it, across the board. I was a knucklehead out of high school. I had plenty of run-ins with the police, um, and for me, it was always like, okay, look, I'm getting picked on because I'm doing something stupid. Uh, now, just with the state of uh, the news and everything going on from shootings to wrongful arrests, on and on and on, I have come to an understanding that I don't understand, if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. where uh, where I thought from, from my little perspective, hey, things are good, you know, everybody's all right, yeah, sure, things happen, but bad guys get caught, good guys, you know, go free, and now I understand that things don't always work that way, and uh, I love our police force, I support our, our men and women of our police force. Um, but at the same time, I know there are bad folks in every line of work, right, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so with the shootings that have gone on that just seem to be uh, horribly just repetitive, it seems like every week now, um, having to sit and explain that to kids that have a complete different mm-hmm. experience with police, um, that uh, I wish I even had the words to say that, man, uh, it's just, it's changed everything. I feel like I am seeing the world through a whole different view because it's no longer my worldview and my perspective. But now I'm trying to see it through the the eyes of, you know, uh, three amazingly strong young men and one beautiful uh, young daughter that are going to go the same place as I go, but have a different experience simply because of their their complexion. Uh, Even though they go to the same schools, churches or whatever, they're going to be responded differently to simply because of the way they look and I look so. You know, it's hard enough to to understand uh, the experiences of someone who are outside of your community simply because you don't share that thing that makes their experience unique. Um, But what's really interesting about your situation is 
you can have the same uh, feelings, same fears that that my parents feel, that scientists' parents feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you legitimately can think to yourself, wow, this could happen to my child. Uh, and most people outside of our community can't ever really relate to some of these race relation issues in that way because it can never feel that close to them um, when you don't have that bond of, of family attached to it. Huge. I feel like uh, with, with, with the social dialogue that's been going on lately, uh, some of it is the best of intentions. Some of it I really think is just deep-seated uh, ignorance or people that just don't want to look uh, from a different perspective, but some of the stuff that has been said on news or uh, TV, uh, shoot, Facebook, everybody has an opinion. Nobody is willing to kind of step outside of their own safety net and, and put put their feet in someone else's shoes and realize, okay, look, you can have a great opinion from you know a million dollar home, um, but if you've never a been even in those those places or even in that that skin. Um, it, it's such a different thing, you know, to where I see the, the looks, the thoughts, the, the undercurrent, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the way people talk under their breath that I'd never noticed before. You know, right, I'm smart right. enough to know it's there, but I'd never experienced it. And, uh, and now I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of walking on the skirts of that world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never be fully submerged in it, um, because I look different, but I'm definitely very well aware of, of what's going on. So... When it comes to kind of these conversations that you feel you need to have uh, with your children, uh, what are some of the conversations that you and your, your wife have before uh, the conversation with your kids? Like, what are some of the things that you guys have talked about? Before you answer that, I think it's going to be good for us, for the listener, mm-hmm. to acknowledge the fact that we know that it sounds like you have an animal in your mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does. Yes, thank you. Okay, you're, you're right. I told you. I told you. <laughs> so to the listener, all right, we do. Yeah. I so don't know why he I went to a football game, <laughs> and my voice is gone. So I okay. sound like a muppet. <laughs> there is a reason for that. What What are the conversations we have? Um, we have a very cool dynamic in our home. And what I mean by that is my, my kids are, are open about everything. So the first week they moved in, uh, my oldest asked me, hey, dad, what do you think about if I got in a fight? Uh, hey, dad, what do you think if I tried drugs? Hey, dad, what do you think if I uh, dropped out of school and got my girlfriend pregnant and lived with her, her parents? Um, so he is just simply asking me questions from, from the life that he came from, from the family that he came from, and just kind of get my, my read off of things. And I made a decision uh, before, before any kids were in the picture was, we're going to dialogue about anything you want to talk about. Because I'm a firm believer that if I don't talk to my kids now, then 5, 10, 15 years from now, I'm not going to be a resource for them. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. think, oh, well, dad doesn't answer questions. So... So with that, I say that to say we have talked uh, or we have spoken about, um, man, how do you treat a lady? Uh, how do you uh, use your money? Uh, how do you uh, present yourself to uh, a teacher or a boss or anybody like that? Uh, we've talked about if we get pulled over by an officer, how do we talk to a cop? Um, you asked what, what do my wife and I talk about ahead of time? Um, not much because so much happens so quick around here. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's a hot topic so it happened uh, the first time he sat um, I asked my son what he thought about that and he's like I don't really care it's not a big deal then last night he sat again and my son had an opinion on it so uh, as we kind of talked he said dude I totally support that I I think it's great what he's doing and it, it 
it made me realize that some of the things that he doesn't have an opinion on, mm-hmm. he's going to go to school, talk to his friends, you know, get feedback and kind of slowly develop that. So just because he doesn't have an opinion or a thought on it today doesn't mean it won't be tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, and so for me, it's been very much, okay, let's, let's accept where he's at. We can agree to disagree. Um, we could say, Hey, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could say, Hey, I totally disagree. And we, we've been very open about that because, I want him to be able to be a strong young man that has opinions and then still get along with people that he disagrees with. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, because yeah. I think one of the biggest things about the the conversation that isn't happening is the fact that we can be on opposite ends or even be on the same end but kind of have different perspectives. And then it breaks down to name calling. It breaks down to, well, you're an idiot and I'm right and you're wrong instead of uh, us approaching the topic and saying, okay, well, share with me why I'm wrong. Okay. And I'll share with you why, why I think you're wrong and come into an understanding where, where we kind of get there. So my kids have been exposed to, uh, to a whole lot. One of my sons asked me, Hey, what do you think about family fights? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like when you disagree, he says, no, 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 no. Like if you were drinking too much and I was drinking too much and I hit you with a bottle and, and it just triggered, that's something that he was exposed to that, that happened in his home. So instead of going, Oh my gosh, it's more of a, okay, let's talk about that. Well, one, I'm not going to get drunk. Two, hopefully you don't get drunk. Three, even whatever happens, we're going we're gonna to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to go to... Four, I can take you. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I got I to gotta fight them now because my young men are, are strong young men. Give it a couple of years, they're going to handle dad. <laughs> so um, so uh, things like that. Um, I'm a pretty calm guy 20, 24 7. Okay, maybe 23 6. You know, most of the time, <laughs> most of the time I'm good. 23 6, I like it. But uh, my daughter is, she's a very, of the four, she's a sensitive one. So uh, one day I'm tucking her in bed and we're talking and she starts touching my arm and kind of playing with my arm hair and she says, I wish I wish I looked more like you. And I said, well, why is that, baby? You know, God created you beautiful. I love your skin. I love your hair. I love your nose. I'm just trying to encourage how much I love my daughter. She's a beautiful girl. And she says, well, people make fun of me because of the way I look. So if I looked like you, nobody would make fun of me. Um, and I know kids are jerks, you know. Elementary mm-hmm. school kids are cruel. But I, I thought hopefully by this day and age, again, it's my ignorance, not being aware that you might get picked on because you're slow or because you dress a certain way, but still the kids in second and third grade are breaking it down to race and you look different from me. Um, the kids are coming home from school crying about that. I'm just, I've never wanted to fight a, a second grade girl before, <laughs> but you make my daughter cry. I'll consider right. it, you know, oh, we're just going to be honest about some things and maybe we, we cut this, maybe we don't. Um, yeah. cool. uh, we had a conversation with a relative that uh, they asked us, how much is it to adopt kids? And they told, you know, it's this much. And they said, well, how much do we have to pay you to adopt white kids? And uh, this is before you adopted? Yeah, this, this is before, before we right. adopted. So and they knew you were... They, they knew we were in process with four beautiful black kiddos. And they said, how much would it cost for us to get white kids? Um, needless to say, we no longer have relationship with those folks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is family. These are people that, uh, that we know. Uh, and just some of the ugliness that comes out. There was one that uh, uh, that said, um, they will learn, learn how to eat your food now. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, they are they are us. You know, right. we are they. Um, just 
and this is again relatives I had a a counselor talk to me that said you know you've really got to consider what this is going to do to your family and there's a part of me I don't give a rip I don't care if if you don't uh, agree with what I've done now 99% of my family's been awesome with it but um, the reality is that Hodson is a very white German name and now we have uh, we have changed not just the culture of our family but that last name now is going to go on uh, and be uh, multi-ethnic multi-racial it's no longer that white german name that you know my my grandparents were so proud of and uh, that even my parents said mike you really need to have kids because your brothers don't have kids so you need to carry on that family name and i've carried it on but it's not the way that right the family would have chosen so i just there's just so much um man just ignorance and right. stupidity and like you guys haven't thought through that how you know you don't understand these are my, these are my kids this is my, my my not my my blood but my heart and uh and the way you talk to them is going to define the rest of our relationship for life so um so it's it's i think you know now that i'm thinking it i've gotten the, the most ugly and brutal comments from the people who are closest because they think that well, well hey let me talk to you about this before you make this decision you know like they're gonna save me from something um and you can never go back on that you know right you, you can't uh i can't change the fact that now if we go to a family meal or sit down i know what you've said and i know how you view my children you've ruined it from here on out it's it's done so Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, okay. thank you. Welcome. Welcome. So kind of staying on that uh, kind of train of thought when it comes to kind of family and heritage and whatnot, has your children grow up? Are you going to teach them? Or when you do teach them about their their heritage, uh, have you guys ever given any thought about, okay, what do we teach them about, you know, black history? It's been interesting so far. And the, re- the reason why is because most of their, their history curriculum is based through the, the school. Right. But uh, you know that um, education is only as good as who, who slant they're leaning it towards. So um, the one thing that we have done, uh, even before, before history and culture, uh, we realized when we got a bunch of little kid reading books, all the characters are white faces, white names, white not. So, uh, so we have some friends we've asked, hey, where, where do we get stuff from? We've been very open with the fact that we don't know. And so mm-hmm. trying to figure out what we do, uh, A, what we do, how much is appropriate, what, you know, we, we also don't want to be um, funny scene, horrible movie, whatever. I'm going to get you, sucker. The, nice. the guys, it's classic. Okay. Classic, the, the guy's man. talking about how you can't trust the white man, you can't trust, and then it pans back and his wife is white and his two kids he are white. white yeah. And, you know, we're not going to be that, you know, where I'm like, okay, well, but what's appropriate to say, hey, guys, one, I don't know, but two, let's do this together. Um, so I'm reading this book called The, the Trouble I've Seen, and uh, it, it's a lot about this, like race relations and whatnot. And so it talked, uh, the, the author, he talked about how he went through um, through schooling and all the authors were white uh, all the the music they played was, was by white artists on and on and on and on and on and uh, this is he's going back east at a, at a Christian school but everything is based off of you know white guys and so with that it, it's hit me that okay well what music are we doing what uh, what authors are we reading uh, what movies are we seeing um, who are we uh, championing as uh, as men and women that my kids you know I want them to be like and so uh, it, that has just within the last couple months has really been like okay well I want my kids to grow up to be 
uh, again, men and women of, of courage and character and integrity. And so who am I showing them, you know, as, as their heroes where my kids bring home, Hey, they want to be like Chris Brown. And that guy's just got in trouble this week, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my kids wanted to be like, uh, LeBron and, and these guys to where it's like, great, but you know, my kids aren't, my kids topped out at five, six, he's not going to be LeBron. Um, so who are some other men and women that I can, again, champion them into reading and to sharing history with. So, uh, again, social media, um, Lecrae posted something after one of the shootings said, Hey, if you, if you want in on this conversation, here's some people you got to read. And so I just bought five or six books off of Amazon and said, I don't know who to ask. So great. I'll start reading these. And those authors have referred other offers. And so, um, you're like, this is a, a reference from a black guy I trust. Yeah, so exactly. Know yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but, but that's even, you know, to be, to be a hundred percent honest with you. Um, that's one of those things that I don't know how to start a dialogue, you know, uh, cause I was reading in this, in this book that I'm reading. Um, he talks about how whenever something happens, you know, the white guy goes and finds his one trusted black friend and they have this conversation where the white guy almost wants to justify why he feels. And then since my one black friend signed off on it, I'm okay. Where, uh, I'm at a point where I, w- I want to be challenged and uncomfortable because again, like I said, I'm stepping into a whole different, uh, experience that I don't understand that my kids are living through. So I want to get to a place where, where I can at least dialogue intelligently about it and, and say that I don't know and, and ask the right questions. But at the same time, I don't know where to start. If I just walk up to a guy on the street, go, Hey, I'm white and you're not, should we talk about race now? You know? So it's like, yeah, how do we do this in, in constructive ways, um, healthy ways? Uh, because, I know if I don't do the hard work now, I'm not going to be able to be that resource for my kids. Well, really right now we're in the future and I want to be a part of the change, not a part of the, you know, the generation before us that, you know, saw it in the newspaper and said, Oh, that sucks. Okay. Let's turn on the news. You know, I want to, I want to be aware of it. I want to do something, but I don't, I don't know what. So I I think a huge part of, um, starting that conversation is the same reason as why there's such a disconnect now, and that's the community that you're in. It's, um, it's like you said, you can't just go up to like a random black dude and be like, hey, let's tell me about your experience with the police growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to have these types of dialogues with people, mm-hmm. um, for them to come up naturally, they have to just be people that are in your life, You know, people that are in your community. Um, and the fact that um, the communities are so separate in so many areas is why um, so many people outside of one community can't really relate or have a hard time empathizing with the other because they've never experienced anything like that and they don't know anyone who has either. So, I mean, I think it's great that you're even acknowledging these things and that you think about these things. I feel like you're in the minority in that alone, you know what I mean? Um, but before, I, I wanna close off pretty soon. Um, but before we do, um, I wanna ask, so my wife is white when, when, when my son is born, let's say he looks more like his daddy than his mom. Let's say he looks like a black kid. You know what I'm saying? If there was a piece of advice you feel like you could give her, being a white parent and having a black son, what would that be? Uh, love him boldly. And every moment you have a, a chance to be proud of him publicly. Every time I get a chance to praise my kids in public, because I know people are looking at him, you know? Mm-hmm. I go out with with my four black children and people I've had people saying, hey, good job. 
I'm raising, I'm raising kids. Um, my wife goes out with four black children and she gets dirty looks from other women like, oh, you know, some black guy knocked you up and left you. Yeah. And so it's a complete difference. So with that experience, if society's going to say something, I want to be a louder voice in my kid's head than society. So I've been exposed to the fact that, uh, you know, my son gets praised because he's athletic. Like he's, yeah, he is, but he's also very intelligent. He also loves music. He's also a very deep thinker and a sensitive kid. So I don't want him to think, oh, well, I'm black and athletic. That's all I am. No, you, you are, you are intelligent. So whatever it is that I can praise my kiddos for, um, publicly and let them know that, we're a different color, but that doesn't matter in my home. You know, yes, we are learning how to work with that, but I don't see you as, okay, you're my black kid. No, you're my kid. You know, you are my son. You are my daughter. Uh, you are beautiful. You're intelligent. You're proud. You were strong. Uh, whatever somebody else may have said to you, I'm trying to rewrite that, you know, dialogue in their brain. So when they walk down the street and somebody gives them a look, they don't think, oh man, you know, I am right. No, I want them to be able to look back and say, screw you. I know who I am, you know. Uh, I, I'm I'm stronger than than anything you're gonna send my way. Uh, love them boldly and praise them loudly and just encourage them daily. So yeah, man, thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, love it, guys.